Welcome to Pod for Teacher. I'm Aaron Fitzpatrick. And I'm Nate Langelli. I'm Brad Baldwin. Welcome back to our dozen listeners, maybe? Maybe. <laughs> let's, let's push that number up to 15 out there, please. We're working towards that goal of 15. Come on, 15. All right, anyway, so thank you uh, for coming back, those of you who are still with us. Um, we'd, I'd like to, to personally thank Brad for uh, hand, taking care of uh, episode three with the commencement speech, and I'd like to, to point out that as far as I know, I don't know if you've heard any differently, Nate and I uh, are still gainfully employed I have not. that speech, yeah. so it has not done us any... Uh, <laughs> any harm yet or ignorance is bliss and uh, i just don't know about it but hey we, we did pretty well i think like i said last episode you guys did a good job that's because you're adorable <laughs> too sweet it's a theme that, that will that will continue on <laughs> it's those eyes as dr wargo pointed out a couple episodes ago it's just those eyes that you have brad just mesmerizing <laughs> all right so today we kind of thought uh we'd take a break from our uh you know research style uh, episodes and kind of get into a little bit of, um, of something that we were encouraged to to take up from a couple of the people that, that were listening and that was like what it is that kind of got us to where we are today. And so it makes you wonder, have you ever thought, I'm 33, you know, have I ever thought, how did I get to where I'm at today? You know, have I just blindly gone through life or do you have any self-reflection? What do you guys think? Do you ever think about Never. that? I didn't think so, Brad. That <laughs> explains a lot about you. So, so that's, that's, our, that's our bell ringer today. Have you ever wondered where you ended up, uh, how you ended up, where you are in life? And I do that often. Um, I'm not sure how much, you know, I don't know if I really do much with that reflection, but I do think about it. But I, it makes, in, you know, kind of like, oh. That's kind of neat seeing how, you know, this decision did this and that. Maybe it's the history teacher in me. I don't know. But I, I like to do that. No, in all seriousness, I, I reflect whether it's through my life or through my teachings. I, I always do reflection. I think it's an important part of life is looking back and improving yourself. And, and I will add this. Um, basically, I'm where I'm at because of my wife, Amy. If I didn't have her, then uh, I'd still be sitting somewhere twiddling my thumbs. I have no idea. I second that. Amy, Amy's been great. <laughs> yeah, here's to Amy. Um, cheers with the coffee. Yeah. And uh, Amy, uh, if you're listening, um, we we do our best to keep an eye on him at work. We know we know you can't be there to you know to make sure he, he stays out of trouble and that you know he's he's doing everything he needs to do. But we we try our best. I know we're not the best uh, influences. the best influences on him. But oh, we, you guys are great. We try. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally agree. It is sometimes really really interesting to kind of go down that rabbit hole of um you know if i wouldn't have done this would this have happened or if you know because i did this these three things happened whatever um so it is it is kind of a like an interesting little um thought process that you can go down um but that's kind of where we kind of what led us to uh this episode that brings us to today's central question does the type of student you were influence your style of teaching today we're going to tell our background stories through our stories, we hope to answer that question. We hope you enjoy. Well, apparently it's my turn to be a talking head. So I'd like to say that my origin story is proudly sponsored by Swedish Fish. I have had fond memories of the chewy candy ever since I was three, I believe. And if you want an A in class, just buy me some. So there you go. Uh, anyway... I'm not sure how far back to go in the origin story. I never really asked about the details of my conception. Uh, that's not really on my bucket list, so I'm never going to really know that information, nor do I want to. Um, but anyway, speaking of bucket lists, um, we did sponsor a little trip to Chicago, and I added to the bucket list peeing myself in public. 
I'm not sure why I put that on there. I thought it might be fun, but I haven't done that yet. And I'll let you know how that goes if I ever end up doing that and checking that box. But anyway, back to the point of this whole rambling is my story of origin. I grew up with a one brother, a two sisters, my mommy and my daddy. Uh, my <clears throat> dad is a pastor, so I'm a PK. And my mom, she worked at the Christian school that we went to growing up. We moved to Western PA, lived in Beaver Falls since I've been roughly nine years old. And from the earliest thing I can remember is I never remember studying. But I got good grades, though. I was a decent student in that regard. Like, I got good grades, but I, cannot, I can honestly tell you I don't remember ever studying for a test. This is not to pat myself on the back. It's just to show you how bad of a student I really was. Uh, I didn't care about school. I remember in 10th grade vividly thinking, wow, I still have seven years left because I knew I was going to go to college. I was like, I can't believe I have to do this for seven more years. A lot of people go to college for seven years. <laughs> I did. <laughs> but I'm not Tommy boy. All right. <laughs> but anyway, so in high school, like I guess I got good grades. I remember getting two B's. I got a B in AP calculus. I remember the terms derivative and integral. I don't know what they do, what they stand for. Some long squiggly S or whatever, you know, two X is X squared and vice versa. I don't know. Where are you at, Amy? <laughs> well, she's the reason why I think I got a B in there. We actually, we actually started dating as juniors in high school. We met in high school, high school sweethearts. We've been together for like 16 years now. Oh my goodness. Married for 12 almost. Oh my word. Anyway, uh, the other B I got was in communications. Communications. What? I know. It's because I wasn't teaching it. <laughs> that's, that's very true. I didn't have those mesmerizing eyes to stare into and get all, you know, my heart racing and all that sort of stuff. You know, I'm sure your get students go the through eyes. the same. <laughs> I'm sure your students go through those, you know, the sweatiness and the nervousness. Oh, Mr. Baldwin's watching me. Those eyes. Oh, my goodness. I, I can't I can't control myself. Um, but anywho. So, yeah, that was my high school experience. I I literally hated school. That was so. Yeah. Does that influence the type of teacher I am? Yeah. I try to make it so that kids don't hate school. <laughs> and by, just by trying to, I don't know, by being goofy, by being silly. Some people think I'm a little weird, maybe a little off-putting. I don't know. But that really has really influenced. I mean, there were, I did have some good teachers. Um, but for me, I, I, it was also just a choice. I just had bad attitude. Uh, but then I went to school, um, went to Geneva, no, Geneva College. And I was going to start, I was in communications my first year. I was going to be on Sports Center. I was like, hey. So that B didn't throw you off, is what you're saying? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. It didn't that deter you it, from, right, your, yeah. from your path to success. <laughs> aspirations. So I was like, hey, if Keith Olbermann and Dan Patrick can do it, and if you don't know who I'm talking about, you know, look them up, classic Sports Center stuff. You know, Stuart Scott, Scott Van Pelt. Oh, anyway. Jim, Jim Brockmeyer. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, but then I realized. That there's like eight people that do Sports Center, and there are millions upon millions of people in this place. So it would have been a, a tough road, and then I just didn't really have a joy in it. Now, my one friend and I, we did have a weekly radio show at college. That was fun. Our tagline was, and I believe Aaron alluded to this fact in the first episode, we had brains for sports, faces for radio. That was our tagline, and I think that still applies to it, even though Dr. Wargo says I'm a good-looking guy. It does not apply to all of us, as, as we've made <laughs> many a reference to, to, the, to the beauty that is Brad Baldwin. Oh, oh. Beauty? That is an understatement. I mean, look at you. Just look at yourself. Can you even look in a mirror without just being like, oh my gosh, who is that guy? That's me. I just, if I was a mirror in your house, wow, unbelievable. You guys make me blush so much. <laughs> um, but anyway, so at, like, towards the end of the year, it's like, this isn't really what I want to do, you know? So I was like, oh, what, what do I seem to enjoy? What do I like? And I was like, actually, 
like being goofy, being around teenagers. So I, I switched. I jumped into history, history education. Um, and, uh, you know, from then on, I've really, I've really been proud of that decision. And then after uh, my time at Geneva, where I played intramural basketball, by the way, I love sports. Let me just backtrack. I played basketball throughout high school. And then in college, I got into racquetball. So racquetball and basketball. Okay. I won't hit the table in case it gets picked up here. Um, <laughs> racquetball and basketball are two passions of mine. Moving on. So after Geneva, then I got a substitute taught for a year. Then I got a job at a Christian school down in West Mifflin for three years. And I basically would have made as much money if I just substituted those three years. But I wouldn't have had the experience. Then it was like five different preps, you know, all different grade levels. And so I did that for three years, got my experience while I was doing that, got my master's. Um, Amy and I did that together uh, through a cohort through A.A. Ron's alma mater, Clarion. So got that. And then uh, right after I got my master's, I think it was May, then the job at Freedom opened up. I applied and was hired in October. And now I've been there six years. And, uh, you know, I've been enjoying every every little bit of it. So that really, uh, I don't know if that wraps up. That really explains much. I don't know. Uh, do my listeners have any questions for me that you can pose at the time that I'd be happy to answer? <laughs> <laughs> So how should we transition? I think maybe we would need to like comment. Probably. It's probably not a bad idea. <clears throat> My introduction to uh, to Mr. Nate Langelli came early on in his his time at Freedom when we were uh, trying to plan the annual faculty versus student softball game. I'm still undefeated, by the way. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll throw that out there. Listening Absolutely. And score, yeah. Austin, if you're if you're listening, <laughs> that one's for you. Um, but uh, it was early on in in, uh, in his time at Freedom, and uh, we had we shared some students at the time, and um, some of them were having fun with his name. Um, some you know they didn't know how to to to, to pronounce Langelli. It's not that difficult. It's pretty phonetic. Um, the G people, a lot of people say Gelly, you know, Langelli. Langelli. Sometimes yeah. I say Lagnelli. Um, you know, that's cause you're a jerk. But, well, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, people were coming down and saying, you know, Fitz, you need to meet Mr. Linguini or you need to meet Mr. Spaghetti. <laughs> so, uh, I was like, that's not at all culturally insensitive to the Italian folk. Uh, but, um, I, I was like, why, "Why are you so convinced that I need to meet this man?" Um, he said, well, "You know, he he has a good sense of humor and he listens to great music. You know, you you, you guys would be fast friends." Well, um, fast forward to that the, the game. I, I think when I first met Nate, uh, uh, we were. Um, I think I was I was doing the recruiting of the teachers for that game. And, yes, yes, you were. And uh, and um, visited his classroom. And uh, it was a very quick yes. We got we got into the game. We 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 started making jokes, and <laughs> here we are, still doing it <laughs> this many years later. The bromance is still going strong, so yeah, it's working out. Still, still very strong. Um, but uh, I feel like I'd be remiss not to not, not to bring up that this is how I. That there was one time when I decided like I was. This is how I was going to try to break Nate into um, into freedom a little bit. Um, it was that same year. It was right after I realized we were going to be friends, and I was like, I need to see how this man <laughs> is going to handle just just some sort of just random chaos that I could some, bring to the table. Some tomfoolery, if you will. 
Right. So, so one day um, he was teaching in a classroom that had a, had stairs in the classroom. It was like a, like a auditorium style. I like felt like tiered. a professor. I really did. Yeah, and and, and you, you held that you held that position well. Um, so he had stairs in the classroom, and um, and I, I I had the idea that it was like I need I need to I need to utilize that prop almost and to try to do something to make uh, just kind of see if he can if I can if I can break this guy a little bit. Um, so one day, mid lecture, um, I turned on the Rocky theme song on my phone on speaker, burst into his classroom, jogged up the stairs, raised my fists in triumph <laughs> at the top stair, did a little dance at the top, took a couple jabs at, in, into the air, turned around, ran out of the classroom. <laughs> and uh, I heard a couple of the kids laughing. I didn't know how, how, how funny Nate thought it was at the time. I, th- I thought it was hilarious. Um, let me just ask you this. Were you winded running up and down those stairs? No comment. Um, <laughs> no comment. Uh, that 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 version of myself is in a, a, a lesser shape than than my current state, I, and I'd like to keep it that way. Um, but uh, but yeah. So little did I know that the classroom uh, interruption and um, and tomfoolery that I that I began that day. Um, turned into a, an uphill losing battle for myself, as, as you're clearly winning that contest, <laughs> if there was such contest. Yeah, I, I take it full advantage of that. I do. I really do. But now i got to say, now we've, we've welcomed Bradley in. He, he's joined our, our, our throng here, and it's been a wonderful addition. Yeah, you guys, have, you guys have definitely been welcoming, although I've only been here at Freedom for three years now. Uh, Nate, you've been awesome. Aaron, you've been all right. well on that note um, when we come back we'll hear from Brad and his origin story Pod for Teacher is the brainchild of Aaron Fitzpatrick, Nate Langelli and Brad Baldwin and produced in their personal capacity. Opinions expressed on this podcast are the hosts and guests own and do not reflect the views of Freedom Area High School or the Freedom Area School District. Any account of this podcast without the written consent of Christopher Conan is strictly prohibited My story is sponsored by coffee. No particular brand, just coffee. Thank you. So I grew up in McKeesport, Pennsylvania. Uh, My mom was an interior designer. My dad was a car salesman. They did separate, unfortunately, but uh, that meant that I got to spend my summers with my dad in Florida and Georgia. So I definitely got my tan on, which was nice. Like you need to be more beautiful. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Nate. But I live with my mom and my younger brother. I went to a Catholic school. I was a good student. I had A's and B's. I won some academic awards and I was a part of student council during my time there. But in high school, I transferred to McKeesport High School. It was definitely a transition. I tried to fit in more than study, uh, so my grades declined. English was still my favorite subject. Science and math were definitely my least favorite subjects. Later on, I went to Penn State University. I earned my bachelor's of arts in English. I wanted to be a writer and an editor, but uh, that didn't work out. Then I, uh, I actually ended up working full-time for Penn State in hospitality. I worked for the restaurants up there, and a, uh, it was a banquet server also. I bet you got some good tips, didn't you, buddy? I did. Met some great people <laughs> up there. Uh, <laughs> I met my wife up there, and she helped persuade me to get my Bachelor's of Science in Secondary Education. So thank you, Amanda. Are you talking about your BS in English? Yes, my okay. BS in English. Right. <laughs> uh, after graduating, I worked for a little while at McKeesport Area High School as a substitute teacher. Then I was hired at Freedom in 2015, and I haven't turned around and looked back since. 
Can I, I need to back you up on, on, on this a little bit. So you said, you know, you wanted to be a writer and stuff and then you, and you didn't get a chance. Um, can I get you to talk about your children's book? Because <laughs> one of my first memories of you once we got to know you was, it's like, like, you wrote a children's book and you're, you know, and I'm not going to spoil the surprise about the illustrations and stuff like that, but I was thoroughly impressed and I think that we'd be Thanks, remiss not to talk about it for a minute. I agree. <laughs> sure. So as part of a, a fun project that I came up with, was to write a children's book about the terrible towel. So I came up with this idea. I have it titled The Terrific Terrible Towel. And I've been in the process for over the past two years of really trying to get it published. And I don't want to profit off this by any means. I want all proceeds to go to, to uh, Allegheny Valley School. But uh, the book's about the origin of the, ter of the terrible towel and Myron Cope's story. Um, it's been fun. I really enjoyed writing it. Uh, I hope that one day I get it out there and I can just have people read it because I mean, it was great. My mom helped me out. She was uh, she was the artist for all the illustrations and I don't know. My, I've had some students give me some feedback and they really liked it. I've changed some things over the years, so hopefully one day it'll work out where I can get it published. That's a really cool story. So if uh, any any publishers out there um, get a hold of <laughs> Mister Mister Brad Baldwin, um, it really is a is a terrific children's book and. Um, I don't know. I, I, think, I think everyone needs to see it. I feel like I should pay you guys for this promotion. <laughs> <laughs> and I will throw this out, too. Um, if you really enjoy Bradley, um, A.A. Ron has been his mentor here at Freedom, you know? Yes. And if Brad is terrible, then Aaron is still his mentor. So <laughs> it, it really reflects, I think, either way, good or bad, on our lovely Mr. Fitzpatrick and his ability to lead new teachers into um, you know, this, this realm. Well, you're, uh, you're you're very welcome, or my condolences, whichever way you you want to take that, I suppose. <laughs> but anyways, back on back on topic. I became a teacher because over the years I've had some outstanding teachers. I really have. I've also had some really terrible teachers. Um, the one thing I've noticed in high school was that passion makes the difference in college as well. I can't tell you how many classes I've slept through in high school and college, and that's because. There's no passion. There's no encouragement. There's no engagement. And that's, that's the teacher I, I strive to be, one that consistently brings passion and encouragement to engage my students. Um, some of my career highlights so far, well, as Nate just mentioned, Aaron has been a uh, mentor teacher to me, and he's been great. Uh, Co-planning with him has been a lot of fun. I actually teach a unit in communications on Serial, the podcast, and uh, that's been so much fun to plan. I know, I know Aaron can talk about that also a little bit. Um, he's also taught me about project-based learning, and that's primarily how I run my classroom is through projects and speeches, and it's been, it's been fun learning from him. Uh, another career highlight that I have is that I am part of the sophomore team. In the sophomore team, our goal is to prepare students for their potential careers. We have them create a video resume. Uh, we have them participate in mock interviews. So we really try to do some career research and development and try to get them going. And I think it's working out. I mean, a lot of the kids have given me some feedback and some parents and, and fellow teachers and administrators. It seems like a good thing. So I'm really proud of what we've accomplished so far and what we've come up with and generated these ideas. So that's been a huge career highlight. Okay, now you're really making me feel like crap because I didn't mention any highlights that I have. And uh, <laughs> well, we can go back to you. And, and it feels like uh, you're interviewing for a job or something when you're listening to all this stuff. It does feel know? like a, an interview. It's funny. <laughs> I, I would hire you again, Brad. If <laughs> well, thanks. Does that have anything to do with his eyes? Um, I, I, I don't think you're allowed to uh, confirm nor deny that because uh, I think that's a discriminatory hiring practices. But. Um, <laughs> 
you're, you're onto something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some more career highlights that I've had. I've really enjoyed coaching volleyball. I've learned a lot uh, through working with high school and middle school students. I built new relationships with them, which actually makes the transition into my classroom a lot easier. Um, so I think coaching has definitely been a career highlight. Um, our district has offered tons of professional development opportunities. I, I was able to attend a, uh, a course titled PLN through University of Pennsylvania. Uh, yes, I have four prestigious Ivy League credits, by the way, guys. Ivy League brand. Or I should call them course units is what they go by. Uh, so that was, that was interesting. That was cool. I enjoyed learning about that. I tell you, I'm feeling intimidated just sitting across the table from this guy. He's like listing this and that. Oh, my goodness. That's how I'm I so feel every day when I look at you, buddy. <laughs> he exudes prestige. <laughs> not sure. Um, I've also attended Collins Writing Seminars, um, Google Seminars, although I'm not a Google certified educator yet, guys. Yet. Yet. The That's right, These buddy. two are. <laughs> um, I, I've definitely learned a lot, and I'm excited to keep, keep learning. But my biggest career highlight and really why I'm a teacher is because of my students. I've had some truly amazing students in my classroom that have made me love coming to work every day. And I'm going to miss a lot of them because, I mean, this last graduating class, there, were, there was a really good, really good group of students that I'm going to miss. But I know we have some upcoming students that are, are going to do some great things as well. Aww. That's about it for me. So um, kind of to, to chime in here as well, um, <clears throat> I was fortunate enough to be a part of the committee um, that conducted interviews when uh, Brad's position became available. And um, I still remember one of the first, like, my biggest takeaway, and, and I've, I've talked to him and several others about this sense was, you know, um, lots of people interview well, they can answer the questions, they can put together a decent lesson, things like that. And I still remember the first, my first thought about Brad was, um, this guy has beautiful eyes. Um, I'm just kidding. Dead with the eyes. <laughs> I really wasn't going to go there. I don't know. It just happened. Um, now, my, my first thought was, um, this guy seems like he really cares, and he seems like the kind of person who uh, will work with anyone, uh, collaborate and, and communicate, and, uh, and, and just really um, be a part of our team. And uh, and I and I th and it, I'm very pleased to be able to report back after three years that. Um, that has certainly been the case. Um, I have been fortunate enough to to plan with him directly, um, spe like like he said, with the uh, especially with that serial unit when we we talk communications together. And I believe I'll be planning with you again this year. But serial is really our first foray into podcasting, I and mean, kind of kind of what uh, lit the fuse and and sparked our interest there. But um, but no, like, after three years, I mean, you know. Um, Brad came in like a like a tornado and has really changed the 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 scope of um, of freedom and like how, how we've done things there and uh, and I think uh, not just us as an English department but I think Nate can uh, attest as a just general faculty and and our students um, benefit greatly from him being a part of our team and uh, don't know what we do without him. Oh, absolutely. Uh, my first recollection here of lovely Mr. Baldwin is even before I met him, students were coming up to me and say, are you worried that your relationship with 
Vince is going to be, <laughs> you know, hurt because now there's this new guy. He's like, what are you talking about? I forgot about that. What are you talking? No, yeah, the, the bromance. bromance is strong. The bromance just grows. You know, we include more people. You know, we're we're an inclusive group here, not exclusive. But that was one of the very first things <laughs> that uh, that students were bringing. I, I hadn't even met you yet, Brad. And they're like, like, no, I'm not worried. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, but apparently, students were really concerned about Fitz and I and our you know our relationship. It's like, no, it's 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 stronger than ever because of you, Bradley. I could never break up that bromance. <laughs> I just want to add to it. And you do. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You do. <laughs> Lots of love to go around. All right, so when we uh, when we come back, my story. Pod for Teacher is sponsored by the Pine Run Market because whatever makes Uncle Griff happy makes us happy. And uh, try the wings, uh, apparently. Welcome back. Uh, I'm Aaron Fitzpatrick, and this is my origin story. And we're going to say that it's sponsored by Mead Composition Notebooks, the uh, the keeper of my... Um, my emo song lyrics that I that I that got me through high school as I <laughs> shared all of my thoughts. I said Skyward. Oh, Look them up. <laughs> oh, that was thank you for the plug. Uh, <laughs> this, this was long before the days of I said Skyward. Um, <laughs> I really think we need to see some of these lyrics at some point. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe maybe for a future episode. But um, so my story begins in Dubois, Pennsylvania, where I grew up with my two younger brothers. Um, I uh, like like Brad and Nate. I didn't start out as as the world's best student, but uh, kind of learned as I as I went on that it was mostly as Brad, just like Brad, um, more out of just my desire to be a little bit more social and a little less concerned with my with my academics. Um, something that I was thankful to have overcome as I as I got to be a little bit older, but a lot older. <laughs> um, so. Um, I kind of wanted to take a little bit, uh, do a little different take on, on my story. So, um, I was a uh, I was a very talkative young lad, um, and uh, shocker, right, right, <laughs> and uh, my my talkativeness, my loquaciousness, if you will. Oh my god, words. Oh man, come on, come on. <laughs> um, would tend to get me in trouble with the teachers. I uh, I was very into art when I was when I was a kid. Um, I kind of still am on, on some level but not the same style I guess but um, I, I was very into art but uh, and my teachers seemed to enjoy the fact that I was into some of these projects that we would do but was they were not so into the fact that I always had to have a side conversation going with whoever was sitting near me so um, my uh, my assigned seats were always very strategic um, I remember very clearly my, my first <laughs> clear memory of first grade um, when I learned this lesson the hard way was when my teacher, Mrs. Harmick, um, <laughs> yes, uh, she had warned me several times I needed to stop talking in class. I, I, I could not keep doing this. I was disrupting class too many times to, to tell whatever goofy stories I was telling to uh, the person next to me. Um, she had a paddle that hung on the wall. <laughs> Good old days of education. You see where this is going? <laughs> she had a paddle that hung on the wall. The paddle had holes in it. Um, Listen to that air whistle through there. Right? And um, her big thing was if, uh, you know, if, if, if we were misbehaving, if we, if we, <laughs> if, if we uh, went against the rules too many times, the paddle would be the threat, you know? It's like the, the paddle, you know? Like, and at the time, uh, I'm not sure if, if uh, corporal punishment was even legal in schools. <laughs> Did she name the paddle? Um, 
I don't know. And she didn't even need to. She didn't even need to. But she, um, the the paddle was always the threat. And we, you know, being young and naive, maybe it was illegal to to, to paddle kids at that that time in 1990, <laughs> 1991, whenever. Quick that Google was. search. I don't know. Um, but uh, we certainly believed her. <laughs> um, and so one day, after talking uh, for quite some time, uh, she had said, "Okay, she's had enough." The paddle came off the wall. Dun, she, dun, dun. she placed the paddle on my desk. <laughs> I was convinced that I was about to be paddled in front of the rest of my classmates. I got so worked up that I vomited in the garbage can in the middle of class, which is probably worse in embarrassment than being paddled in front of the rest of the students. Oh, man, that's a classic story. <laughs> um, but anyway, so... Uh, so yeah, that, that, that's just kind of the, the kickoff to my, my schooling. It really um, wanted you to become a teacher after that. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Uh, needless to say, the, uh, the paddle was never used as a threat again, I think for fear of having a similar outcome. <laughs> um, fast forward to third grade. Um, anyone that knows me now uh, will, will, will appreciate this. Um, my desk, and this, these were the desks where you kept all of your belongings inside the uh, desk. I, re- I recall. I recall. Uh, was such a mess that my third grade teacher, um, one day we came in, she, she had threatened, you know, like you, you need to clean your desk that you, know, you, you have the messiest desk in the whole room. Um, you need to clean this or we're going to have some problems. One day I came into class, my desk had been dumped all over the ground. <laughs> um, yarn had been strung across all of the desks around my desk in an area, almost cordoning it off. Right. Uh-huh. And, um, there was a sign on the yarn that said Aaron's pig pen. <laughs> Aaron's pig pen. Um, so I, uh, I, I don't remember. I don't recall being overly embarrassed at this, but um, obviously my number one task was to clean up the pig pen and, you know, never let that happen again. And, and as OCD as I've since become, um, I, I, it's hard to believe that I had ever gotten to that point. Um, so that, may be, that might be your origin story of your tendencies that you have now. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that, maybe maybe that was it. Maybe that was the thing that took. Uh, so thank you, Mrs. Pitsley, for that. Uh, You're no longer a piglet. <laughs> Shout out Chicago. <laughs> um, so anyway, so it's, but I but I went to uh, I, I went to to public school in the Dubois area school system um, through middle school. Um, when I was, uh, as I got to like, you know, late middle school, I, I, I got in, uh, got in a couple little fights and my mom got scared, but I didn't move to Bel Air. <laughs> I'm kidding. Did you um, no, uh, of course. Um, <laughs> that was for you, Uncle Griff. Uncle Griff. No. Um, but no, so I, you know, did get into a couple scrapes there in middle school and I kind of just decided like, you know, I'm, I'm not really making the relationships here that I, that I wanted. I needed a change. Um, so I transferred to, uh, to Dubois Central Catholic where I did my high school years. Um, it was a good move for me at the time. I'm glad I had both public and private school experience. Um, and uh, I was a, I played golf, I played baseball, I was very involved um, with that kind of thing. Um, started writing music, um, as, I, as, as previously referenced. And uh, we, we just didn't, that, that kind of shaped who I was as a high schooler. Um, I went on to Clarion University where um, although I had an offer to, to continue my baseball career, I chose not to um, because I felt like it was probably time to, to start taking my academics a little bit more seriously, though my freshman's fall semester grades didn't necessarily reflect that. <laughs> um, but I, I figured it out over time, got very involved with, at the university, um, made some uh, very uh, excellent connections there over the years that have really kind of um, 
kind of helped make me who I am today. Um, stayed at Clarion for my, my years of grad school and um, then became, um, from grad school, I interviewed with Freedom. Freedom was the first school that, that offered me a, a full-time teaching position and, uh, I, and obviously I took it and that's where I've been ever since. And uh, I concur, the, the first time that I was there at Freedom, students kept saying, hey, you got to talk to Fitz. I'm like, I have no clue who you're even talking about. <laughs> and one majestic morning, I open up my school email, and there is an email from a one Mr. Aaron Fitzpatrick inviting me to partake in the student-faculty softball game. And he already went over that story, but I tell you what, it's a beautiful day, you know? It's not, my, my wedding was a beautiful day. The birth of my daughter's beautiful day. That was it's another beautiful day. The day that Aaron Fitzpatrick reached out to me, and uh, you know, really, really touched my heart. <laughs> I've got to say, one thing that I've learned from Fitz is dedication. Like he's there, he's the first person there in the morning, last person to leave every single day. It's it's impressive. Uh, dedication, craziness. Yeah, and uh, I think you, Mr. Baldwin, have picked up on some of those tendencies as well. I'm really concerned about your health sometimes, you too. But uh, no, you're right, though. Very dedicated to what he does, and you as well. Thanks. Well, thanks, guys. Um, yeah, there's a, coming back to that, the, the question that we kind of led off with was, um, you know, does the type of student you were in school influence your teaching? And maybe you guys can maybe chime in on this here. Is, um, I think absolutely. I, th I think had I been the student that I became in grad school, would I be able to, like as a 4.0 student, be able to relate to the entire spectrum of students? Um, I don't think, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that because, you know, we've all had tendencies to slack at times in our lives, maybe been a little messier than we once, you know, wanted to be or whatever. Um, I, I think that it's, at least at least for me, and I don't wanna speak for you, but I think that's hel it's helped me kind of relate to a wider variety of students over the years understanding where they're coming from and then what it might take to get some of the the slacker tendencies out of a <laughs> out of a student maybe earlier than maybe we realized it ourselves yeah absolutely i agree like the the drudgery that i put myself through in school really does help shape how i you know go about my my daily teaching activities routines whatever it is um in the long run i think what i do in my classroom is for my own benefit, just so I don't bore myself. And so it's, I think, it, you know, like like you said, Brad, the students, the relationships, the connections that you make. That's why I got into teaching. That's why I try to foster. And uh, but you're right. Like back as a high school student, college student, I think I used more of the negative side of things in terms of what I didn't like about that to really say, okay, well then how can I fix that for the students that I currently have? And so that's kind of how you know, the the take that I have. Yeah, it's funny. I uh, There's one quote that Dr. Wargo said a couple episodes ago about how high school's the time to make change. Well, I didn't realize that when I was in high school. I didn't care. I was there to make friends. Mm -hmm. I was there to play sports. I was there to listen to music, meet girls, just have fun. Now that I look back on it, he was right. That is the time for change. That's the time for you to start shaping uh, your your career interests. That's the time for you to start looking into your future and and that's part of the reason why I became an educator is to is to make sure that students have a plan. College is almost too late to have a plan. I mean, yeah, we all change our degrees throughout our, our oh, college sure. experience. I mean, I have. I know you guys have. Mm -hmm. um, but our goal as educators is to lead students in the right direction, and and I think that's what I learned from my high school experiences that I, I had little guidance and I think it's our job to, to help those students and guide them. So it kind of leads us in 
maybe kind of wrapping up, or exit ticket, if you will. Well, what have we learned about each other today, you know? Really peeling the layers of the onion, you know? <laughs> what might be most surprising about the revelations that we've made today? I think I was most surprised that uh, that Amy has tolerated you for as many years as she has. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, we started dating as juniors in high school. She has, I have no idea how she stuck with me this long, but very thankful. Thanks, Amy. Uh, for me, I'm trying to trying to think here, the fact like, I don't know, that, that whole paddle story really, really stood out to me. And the fact that you got so worked up that you threw up. <laughs> Because you're so nervous. Like, I've never been so nervous where I've thrown up in my entire life. So that's, I don't know, I've never experienced that. Have you? No. I, I don't, and I don't know that it's happened since. <laughs> she scared the vomit right out of you. <laughs> that's it. Just, just gone. <laughs> I, I think it's just, I think the funnier thing looking back on that was like, I, I can't even imagine any of those things happening in today's world of education or whatever but it's certainly like you know at at 33 thinking back what 28 years ago like mm -hmm. this is it's still a very vivid memory in my mind for sure <laughs> and, so. and i was also thinking then for your story but like how do you switch from like hospitality to education like that is that that for me that's really what stood out like you're in this hospitality you got the beautiful eyes you got the tips coming left and right you got people swooning over you and you're like you know what i think i want to go i want to go back with teenagers and and that all that sort of you know that environment what do you think I, i'm just i'm just curious i guess i guess my biggest takeaway from working in hospitality was building relationships with people and being able to do that in a high school environment where the students can make the change and and I don't know, to build these relationships to, to help better their lives and my own. I mean, I've learned so much from my students. Learning is definitely reciprocal. But, yeah, I, I guess my biggest takeaway is, is finding those relationships, building on those relationships, and trying to make a change in this world. And I think that's the goal of all educators, to, to, to better our students' lives and to help them reinforce and, and make a change in the world. My goodness, every time he speaks, I'm so inspired. You know, I'm talking about peeing myself. I'm talking about all this other. And, and Mr. Baldwin, beautiful. Just beautiful, man. Thanks. We need someone to temper us out. <laughs> I bit, guess right? so, yeah. <laughs> That's what our listeners, hopefully up to 15 now, you know, agree. <laughs> All right. Well, that's all of the time we have for today. Um, follow us on Twitter at pod for teacher And um, just so you know, uh, the pressure finally got to Nate and he took the plunge into the Twitterverse. I did. I did. Um, you, can, you can follow him at, uh, at nlangeli. That's N-L-A-N-G-E-L-L-I. Not linguini, uh -huh. not spaghetti, nope. not lagnelli. <laughs> nlangeli. Um, you can follow me at a Fitzpatrick C-J-E. That's so uh, your certified fancy. journalism educator. <laughs> certified journalism educator. Um, and you can follow Brad if you know where he lives or what kind of car he drives. Um, he's still not, <laughs> not taking the, the plunge into the into the Twitter the Twitter verse yet. No cool aid for me. <laughs> <laughs> Please subscribe as a listener on whichever platform you're hearing this podcast. And should you be so generous, click on that fifth star as well. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.